the Bills' famous cheese spread studios in the downstairs pub. The conference tournament edition of the Blockout Sports Pod is on the air. Behind the master control desk in the aforementioned downstairs pub, I am your host and moderator for the evening. My name is Travis Carter. Over my right shoulder at the high top table is the big fellow, the tuna country Matt Kempf. And bellied up to the bar, a man who once told me that Chinese music always sets him free, the fabulous one, Freddie Benders. Fellas, how are we doing tonight? Love Chinese music. I like William uh, Hung. You like William Hung? Yeah. I'm She look, bang. She bang. I didn't recognize <laughs> that that was you, Freddie. I thought it was like a washed up AJ McCarron with like Mardi Gras beads on. <laughs> Love the Battlehawk jersey. Yeah, baby. I got it ready and finished. Mm-hmm. Got the name, the number, and it's all professionally done. Coming nice off a shiny silver. Big win against the DC. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Coming off a loss against yeah, the DC thanks. Defenders. My bad. Lost to Travis. I got that mixed up. That was on me. I didn't get to watch the game because I had no power until Tuesday. So that was fun. A lot of us didn't. Uh, I actually uh, spent, uh, myself and my family spent uh, Friday night. God, this throat thing. We spent Friday night. uh, Pour some whiskey on it. That's a great idea. I think I will here in just a second after the uh, intro is (laughs) over. But uh, Freddie was kind enough to invite uh, my family and I over uh, to his humble abode on Friday because we didn't have power. For those of you not in the uh, Louisville area, we had Slumber 80 mile party at Freddie's. Yeah, it was great. Oh, we awesome. had a- we had 80 mile an hour winds for <clears throat> not consistently, but up to 80 mile an hour winds for three or four hours. Uh, on Friday, it was kind of a crazy day here. It was. No school for the kids. It was crazy. Had some limbs down. Limbs? Hell, we had trees that were bigger than my car. <laughs> no, there were. I know. Yeah. Um, but uh, we do like to remind everybody right off the top of the show that uh, we are on all manner of social media. On Twitter, we are at BlockoutPod. Uh. Our email address is blockoutsportspod at gmail.com. We are also on Facebook. Uh, just type blockoutsportspod into your uh, search browser on Facebook, and you can find us there. We always enjoy uh, hearing from the listeners um, and uh, getting suggestions from you guys. Um, we have a loaded show tonight. Massive sports week. There's so much stuff going on. Uh, March Madness is here. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. This week is right. absolutely stacked. This weekend, I don't know if I'm going to leave in front of a TV. And the good thing is the weather's going to be bad here again. So not like raining and stuff, but just cold and drizzly and dank. So I hate that on my birthday week. Oh, happy birthday. Weekend. I'm a March Madness <laughs> baby. Um. Very fittingly. It's cool that the PGA celebrates the Players' Championship on your on your birthday. I love that. I think that's the only reason they do that. And we are going to get to the Players' Championship. We've got college basketball conference tournaments really heating up right now. As we are recording this tonight, we are watching Auburn and Arkansas. We are watching Illinois and Penn State. Uh, 
obviously much, much we more going on. We're watching Buffalo and Akron and Marist and Quinnipiac. <laughs> Quinnipiac. Tuna has those pulled up apparently on his uh, tablet. Yes. Because we are not, in fact, watching those Tuna, games. Tuna, who went to Mar- Who is the notable NBA stud that went to Marist? Travis knows. Um... Pascal Siakam. It's a good guess, but I'm going to let Travis tell you. That would be the dunking Dutchman, Rick Smits. Oh, how did I? I should have known that. I, I liked Rick, Smith, Rick Smits. That's right. I think that's the second time Rick Smits has been bought up, brought up on this podcast. He, so. he should be brought up more than that. I you agree. Know, we you, should have a well, weekly you know why was Rick Smits segment. And a quick, What's Rick Smits up to now? On a quick one, uh, 20 second tirade here. Mm hmm. Paul Gasol had his uh, uh, jersey retired for the Lakers. I have no idea why. I know he was a good player, but I guess Rick Smith, John Paxton, Steve Kerr, Luke Longley. I mean, all these guys that played great for the Pacers and the Bulls and all these great role players, I guess they should get their jerseys retired as well. Anyways, enough about that. Grumpy old man take. (laughs) Yep, I'm not going to respond to that because that would take 10 minutes. Yeah, I didn't even listen. I was breaking down the Tarleton-Utah Valley game for tonight. Uh, ready to see what Billy Gillespie has in store for Utah Valley. We also have the uh, World Baseball Classic. Uh, Tuna's going to touch on that in a little bit. Um, we'll get back to a busy weekend in the XFL where my delov- beloved D.C. Defenders uh, continue oh. on their massive winning streak. Wow, are they the best team in the XFL then? Three and zero? Are they two and one? I think they're three and zero. They are three and zero. They are undefeated. Wow! And have they played at home yet? I'm sure they have. I would always just say that uh, you are what your record says you are. And at three and zero, I think they, uh, I think the DC Defenders are well on their way to securing that coveted XFL championship. We will discuss. Smoke and mirrors, popcorn muscles. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Travis, I meant to ask you: Are we? Uh, how about for March Madness next week? Are we doing? Are we going to have our show early? We are. Uh, I want to let everybody know we will be recording uh, the next episode on Wednesday night. We will have it out. My goal is to have it out pre-game. Thursday, which the first game will be at noon. Uh, I'd like to have the ep- I'm going to try to get the episode out uh, by 10 a.m. Wow. So we'll, we'll have some we'll have when everybody's s- doing their brackets. Yeah, we'll have fast. some tournament breakdown. I think people uh, hopefully you guys will enjoy that and uh, give you something to listen to while you're doing your last minute uh, bracket picks. But uh, but don't forget, next week's episode will be released on Thursday morning instead of Friday, and we will have a full NCAA bracket breakdown. With all that being said, um, we are going to talk at length about the conference tournaments that are being played right now. But I wanted to we haven't talked a lot of golf on this podcast. But the season really gets into swing. It started today with the with players a bang. with the players championship, which a lot of people like to call the fifth major. You can say what you will about that. 
but it is a uh, a uh, incredible field this week uh, on an iconic golf course. Always, you know, Sunday at the Players is always uh, something that I look forward to every year. Um, we had some really good star power as far as featured groups today. Uh, Tuna, do you have uh, today's leaderboard pulled up where you can um, maybe just discuss, uh, you know, top 15, 20, and maybe we can talk about, uh, I know that you and I both uh, made some wagers on the tournament this week and maybe talk about how, how our guys are doing. It's early in the tournament, obviously. You can't win the tournament on Thursday, but you can certainly play yourself out of it. Uh, Tuna, why don't yeah, you tell me I'm with who you, man. You this, is, uh, this is one of my favorite tournaments that starts off. Like you were saying, with the waste management, that's kind of the kickoff for golf season with me, and it's followed up with the Super Bowl coming in there. That, that makes for an epic Sunday. And then this one where you got the players followed up with Selection Sunday, one of the best Sundays in sports right there. So right now leading is Chad Ramey, which I'm going to be honest with you, I've never heard of this guy before in my life, and that's not saying too much. But he played great today. He started out hot, and he kept the consistency up throughout the tournament. And I'm looking forward to seeing this guy make a name for himself. Uh, Colin Morikawa which was my pick to win this thing. Um, he came out hot. He, PGA boy. Yeah, he's uh, he's done well. Well, I think they're all PGA <clears throat> in this one. There's no live tour in this one. Well, sure there is. Is there who? I don't know. I mean, if you're a live guy, you're a live guy. I don't know. No, this is the uh, Players Championship. Okay. It's a PGA event. I don't okay. think live guys are participating oh, in this. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. My favorite tournament of the year. <laughs> Go yeah. ahead, go yeah. ahead. You're on a roll. Um, and then uh, I should know that, but I did not, and I'm glad I do now. And then Teddy Pendergrass is in at third. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, he made a miraculous yeah. recovery, didn't he? But notables on here, you have uh, Scotty Scheffler in at at four under. Um, you have uh, Sam Burns sitting in at four under. Um, Cam Davis came, came in at three under. J- Jordan Spieth, which yep. I, I brought up today. If you watched his com- or his press conference before he he played today, he just looked rattled. His body language was way off. He didn't look like if I was going to put money on him, I would have changed my mind just from watching him. And he actually outplayed in the group that he was with, with Max Homa and uh, Justin Thomas, which was a fun group to watch throughout the day. He outplayed all of them. Right. So, but what um, a great kickoff with Michael Roy, with all the Scheffler. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, following those uh, and, and who was the uh, – McElroy, Scheffler, and uh, Brom. Mm-hmm. What a great! I mean, how can you imagine? Like, how great is it when you're watching live at the Masters? All I mean, live at the Players all mm. week, and then bam, Thursday at eight fifty six, you get the top three hottest players playing yeah. together. Yeah, I mean, dude, if that don't get your juices flowing, I don't know what will. No yeah, matter we, if they play good or not, you know. Mm-hmm. We also had a uh, hole-in-one at the iconic 17th Ooh. Island Green uh, within the first, what, hour and a half of yeah. the tournament or starting no, today? No, no, Well, yeah, but, but like, literally when coverage was going on uh, on the Golf Channel, they were not even really paying attention to his shot. Uh, the other guys teed off. They followed theirs. 
and he just hit it in that spot, man. And and they came, they started on ten, and bam! I mean, what a way to what a way to get the tournament going. Uh, Hayden Buckley Hayden is the guy's Buckley. name, right? Do you guys know who that was? Nope. I love it. He threw uh, his hat up in the air and went, got the crowd all rowdy. Just, Everyone's drinking coffee. I want to say with the name Hayden Buckley, he had two choices in life, and it was professional golfer or lacrosse player. No relation to Terrell. Buckley. No, they're definitely not related. Hayden and Terrell are not related at all. I had uh, Scotty Scheffler and Max Homa mm-hmm. in several of my bets. Uh, I think we mentioned Scheffler's, what, three under? Uh, Scheffler's four under. Four under. And Max is even, even. I believe, for the day. Yep. So and there's a lot of golf to be played, man. This is whole location on this course plays a big factor. And, and weather. Yeah, weather. Like tomorrow could be 50 mile an hour winds and rain. So. Uh, who did you have? I had your, Colin Morikawa. Okay. And, and also had Corey Connors as a long shot, which was terrible today. So, okay. But Morikawa's in what? Second place, right? Morikawa's in second place. Okay. So. Uh, Freddie, what did you think about the golf today? I, I thought it was great. Uh, you know who's really been playing well as of late? Who kind of – I know he has some issues with – uh, certain ailments and so forth. But Jason Day has really been playing some good golf lately. I, I see that he's minus two, but nevertheless, he was so far off like a year and a half or two years ago, it wasn't even funny. And uh, He struggled with uh, vertigo. With vertigo, right? yes, yeah. absolutely. Because and, uh, he's a former world number one. Oh, mm-hmm. dude, it's hotter than hell and for everybody. A while. Thought, yeah, there was a two-year stretch where he was one of the most dangerous players out there. Yeah, yeah very so likable guy. It's very good for golf to see him back, right? In in, in some form, right. like he is. Now. I noticed Ricky Fowler, who's been out of out of it for a while. He's even, but 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 I, I had my bets on. I I, I took. Uh, uh, I took as my long shot uh, Kevin Mitchell. Uh, that was kind of my long shot guy. Um, and, and then, of course, I took Scheffler as my pick to win it. But uh, obviously, you all know now that Phil's a live tour guy, and I'm I've loved Lefty all my life. I have dropped him for a little while, and I am a Kevin Kisner guy through and through, and he's playing pretty good. I not sure if this uh, tournament works for him. Kisner ain't scared to throw but a I big have, old uh, dip in his oh, lip while he's out there on the course. Shit, I kind of right? like that. Oh, yeah. dude. I don't think he tees off without one. No, yeah. no. Uh, Kisner is a trip. Dude. Yeah, he's man. a Georgia boy and uh, uh, been kicked. I, I remember, I'll never forget the YouTube video. If you all haven't seen it, you can go back and check it where he's with all his homies on a Monday when they're country clubs closed it's hilarious and they're like drinking beer throwing cans everywhere and just getting absolutely wild i think he got in trouble with his country club for that uh and had to to, uh do some penance for that but uh also my other bet was patrick cantlay who started off great and kind of fell off a little Mm -hmm. bit but but we got a lot of time a lot lot of of golf golf left this leaderboard is going to change a lot over the course of the last or next two days. Oh, next three days. There's no doubt, and I'm really looking forward to the weekend and particularly Sunday, seeing how that all shakes out. Um, that I Luca, man, that Lucas Glover. Where does he come from? That guy 
You know who I'm talking about? He of won. Course. He snuck in and won a major one year, and I feel bad. He he won it, but I feel like the other person choked. I can't remember who it was, but he won. Was it a U.S. Open maybe or a PGA Championship? Lucas Glover wears that hat down real low. And yeah, sure. You've seen a dip in his mouth from time to time. An older guy. He's got to be close to the senior tour. And he's 43. Is he really? Yeah. Okay. But, man, he's three under, and he just – man, that guy just keeps appearing and appearing and appearing. You know, he's one of those just – He like comes from Tequiesta, Florida. Yeah. I'm sure I pronounced that Travis correctly. Travis probably knows more about him than I do, but – He's a little. He, he's just. You can't get rid of him, uh, Freddie. I I <laughs> do you appreciate. Get rid of him? No. I appreciate your faith in me, but I do not, in fact, know more about Lucas Glover than you do. <laughs> I know who he, he is. He did win a major. <laughs> he won a major, a la Stuart Sink, when Kenny Perry choked or no, or Tom, was Watson. Tom Watson. And slid right into Tuna, one. Can you verify if Lucas Glover has won a He uh, won major? the 2009 U.S. Open. There it is. There you go. Who did he beat? I have no okay. idea. Okay, well, that would be the big the big thing uh, because that person lost a huge lead or something Greg Norman style happened to him. Uh, anyways. It was probably somebody back then like Hunter Mahan or... <sighs> Kim, yeah. Anthony, Anthony Kim. Kim. One, of my fa- one of my all-time favorite golfers, Anthony Kim. Goosen wouldn't God. have given up a lead like that. I wish that. Kim was still around. Jeez, man. Remember watching him at the Ryder Cup? Oh, of course. At Valhalla? Of course. God, that guy was hitting chips over the uh, Two runners-up, Ricky Barnes and David Duvall. Ricky David. Ricky Barnes is a very much a Hunter Mayhan type of name yep. from from that particular time. And David Duvall, the man that fell off the face of the and earth, he probably should have won that tournament. That's probably the guy. Mm-hmm. Well, two thousand nine, didn't he fade off for a while? And yeah, two thousand nine was his like that, resurgence. That was his big comeback yeah. tournament. Oh, yeah. okay, yep. okay. Because yep. he was like Tiger's biggest competition in like the. 99 2000 2001 range yeah he was he was number one in the world uh-huh. in the late 90s early 2000s and then he had that the mental thing the uh, yips. some well i wasn't gonna say that word i said it i hope you're listening david you don't <laughs> golf so you don't say it i would never say <laughs> i would never say that word if you golf you don't say it but he did have a mental issue a mental block of so of, of some what do you sort. do with the baseball pitchers to get the yips well, so the baseball players. you're a baseball guy you tell me <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Do you not say the yips? No. You've never said that? No. Okay. Especially as a lefty golfer. Well, you know, I feel like a terrible human being now because I actually said the word. Well. Would you have told uh, Steve Sachs or Chuck Knobloch? Yeah, because they were grown men and they knew the yips weren't a real thing. They they, they could they could process what they were doing. You know, that. Uh, yeah. They got teammates that can get them out I mean, of it. It's clearly a real thing. I mean, oh, yeah. I saw Steve Sachs throw a ball mm. from second base, yeah, uh, into the fifteenth row one night, and it was like his seventh yeah. error in three weeks. He was doing like, the same he was like thing. thirteen beers into that game. Dude. Like, I mean, <laughs> wasn't there a Cardinals? Wasn't there a Cardinals guy that went from outfielder to pitcher or and pitcher to outfielder? Yeah, Rick and Kill. And yep. Kill that had mm-hmm. that same problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I know it's it's a real thing. I'm just trying to. Uh, 
I guess justify why there was I said a Dodgers, it. I feel like a real piece of crap now. There was a Dodgers wow. catcher. You just, just hexed your golfers, but that's okay. There was a Dodgers <laughs> catcher that uh, at one point couldn't throw the ball from home plate back to the pitcher. Was that Mackie, Mackie Sasser? I don't remember this. When was this? Uh, would have been in the late 80s, I think. I was thinking Mickey. Mm. I think it was Mackie Sasser. It got well, so bad. I became a Dodger fan in 88. And um, it got so bad at one point where sometimes he would have to roll the ball <laughs> or 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 hand the ball to the umpire to have him throw this it. This is like Rube Baker from uh, Major League <laughs> Two. <laughs> Jake Taylor have to give him the Playboy centerfolds to read it. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, yeah. Voodoo we in are the locker. We're we're way off the track. But speaking oh, of baseball. This is a uh, this is a great segue. Yeah. Um, the World Baseball is. Classic uh, is getting ready to start, and I, for one, am very intrigued and interested in this particular tournament because I think <laughs> that uh, for the first time that I can remember, and maybe I'm just not remembering properly, but the United States team is just locked and loaded from top to bottom with top-notch <laughs> major league talent and they got beat by the san francisco giants uh yesterday Five to one i in saw a, uh, warm-up game but hey but it's baseball you that get doesn't that, really mean you get anything. that out of the system yeah, maybe they had really a little anything. case of the things that i'm not allowed to talk about uh but, tuna i would love to hear your breakdown of our team and the group that we're in and mm, uh and peru well <laughs> <laughs> the peruvians are no longer in it but cuba uh, is in it, and they have been getting smacked. They Dude. got beat by the Netherlands and the Italians. When the Dutch beats Cuba, I'm all in. <laughs> well, the, all in. The Dutch, they catch a bad rap in the World Baseball Classic because they uh, they, they they do have a lot of talent on those islands. Like Curacao is loaded. Kenley Jansen played it, came from Curacao. Oh, okay. Uh, so on. There, there's a lot of talent down there that are name. Dutch provinces. Remember, I gave you a name like Vander Maguire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Vander Sosa. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're all doing performance enhancement. But no, that's too. amazing because I when you told me all the players that played for that, I was uh, like, wow. Okay, yeah. I am. I need to get into this. Yeah, it's pretty legit. Um, so th there's a lot going on, and and pool A play and and pool B play has already started. Uh, I'm more or less going to focus on pool C for right now, which is what we're in with USA, Mexico, Colombia, Canada, and Great Britain. And basically to advance the way it's set up, it's it's similar to uh, the World Cup where the top two teams from each pool advance. So looking at this, Mexico's our biggest problem in, in, in this. Um, just I'm, like in soccer. Yeah, just like in, well, <laughs> that, that's US, World Cup. Yeah. With the U.S., it usually is U.S. and Mexico. But I'm going to give a rundown of our team, just a, a roster so people are familiar with the, the guys that are going to be playing there. Um so, we're going to start outfielders. Mookie Betts, Jeff McNeil. <laughs> Pretty good. This outfield's loaded. Pretty good. Cedric Mullins, Kyle Schwarber, Mike Trout, and Kyle Tucker. That's a loaded Dude. outfield. Wow. All right. Infielders, Pete Alonzo, the polar bear. Tim Anderson, Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, Shane Gamer. Matheny, Trey Turner, and Bobby Witt Jr. Mm. All right. Wow. I like this, Trey Turner. Catchers, 
the two best catchers in Major League Baseball, in my opinion, JT Real Muto and Will Smith. From? Guntown Mountain. From? Louisville, Kentucky. boy. That's what I was waiting on. All right, pitching staff. Um, I think there's some to be desired. This isn't the strongest pitching staff we could get. Clayton Kershaw ended up pulling out because he had a conflict with his uh, insurance, I guess, for his back. They didn't want any added workload onto him, so I guess he chose – I know he really wanted to pitch in this, but he Sounds chose to like sit out. Sounds like my sleep apnea problem. <laughs> Is that why you're not in the World Baseball well, Classic? No, just trying to battle with insurance oh. over stupid shit. Keep gotcha. going. All right, Jason Adam, Daniel Bird, uh, David Bednar, Kyle Freeland, uh, Kendall Graveman, Merrill Kelly, Lance Lynn, Nick Martinez, Miles Malakas, Ryan Presley, uh, Brooks Raley, Brady Stinger, Adam Wainwright, and Devin Williams. Uh, I feel good about the starting rotation there. Um, our bullpen, I think, maybe leaves a little bit to be desired. What do you got, Freddie? Well, I, I, dude, you know, I know you are way more a baseball guy than me, and I learn a lot from you when we watch games and stuff. Uh, but it. When you go through all the fielders and everything, the hitters, fielders, it's like, wow, da-da-da. I know these names. I know blah-blah-blah. I see them. I hear them. Mm -hmm. When you go through the pitchers, I don't hardly know any of them. Adam Wainwright. (laughs) And I'm not trying to sound ignorant, Uh but is that because the teams are so protective of their pitchers for the re- spring training and the regular season and all that, they're not just going to let them get out there. Like, you know, the aces and stuff. That's, that's a, a lot great of question. It. No, I, I'm just that, curious. No, that's, that, that, that's a lot of it. That's why also, Kershaw being there surprised me. Well, that's not the team being protective. I think the teams basically can't put any pressure on the players and be like, hey, you know, you do what you want to do. But, really? Okay. Yes, I didn't but, know if there was a – the I, I think it, there's nothing like contractual that can keep these guys from participating in the World Baseball Classic. the The thing is, is agents are going to tell these guys not to do it. Okay, you have different things sure. with contract years coming up with pitchers, um, and also um, like like with Kershaw. I don't know how common this is, but that was an insurance thing that, that right. kept him from playing. So. Yeah. Uh, it's probably a number of different issues with, with pitchers, but that's a that's a solid pitching lineup. It's nothing. No, to, and I'm sure yeah. it is. I'm uh-huh. sure. And hey, uh, why not give guys like that that are on the second tier confidence mm-hmm. for the season coming ahead? And, and you know, you've got a lot of good pitchers out nationally throughout. Like Shohei Otani is playing for Japan. No, uh, and I heard what and, he and did today. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. didn't pitch today, but he went what two for four with two runs today. Right. Uh, against China, and then um, I guess it's the big names, the the big eight. Well, some of these, you know what I mean. Some of these you'll recognize on like on other international like Verlander teams. Verlander or well, Verlander, I believe, was on the original roster, and something kept him from from being on there. Okay. And I'm I'm not really sure what came up. And where Scherzer he and these guys, these are mm. the names that I know. Yeah, you know. And I get it. I mean, mm-hmm. hey, but like Julio Urias, who some of them are probably in rehab. Is the Cy Young favorite. He in the National League, he is pitching for Mexico. Okay. Oh, uh, that's right. Some of them are spread out. Like yeah. I forgot, Freddie Freeman's a Canadian. Yes. Not that he's a pitcher. No. I know he's not a yeah. pitcher, but I forgot about that. I mean, the Dominican teams like stacked up. I'll read so some of the guys on the Dominican that's team. What, I guess I'm getting confused because that's our American team. So 
There's so many great foreign pitchers Absolutely. out there like, in you, the major Garcia, leagues. Yeah, I mean, that, so that's what it is. I'm just not looking at all the rosters. Mm-hmm. That's what I was saying. They're, they're, they're spread out throughout. And you so. know what's funny in soccer or el football, you're looking at all – you're not looking at the American team in soccer. You're looking at all the foreign people because yeah. they're so much better yeah. than we are. So it's kind of a different – it's well, a total opposite feel. Yeah, you know? I'll read you some of the Dominican players That's right cool. now. Uh, Robinson Cano, um, Wander Franco, Manny Machado. Um, what we got here? Uh, Eloy Jimenez, uh, Julio Rodriguez, Juan Soto. That's a Juan Soto. Yeah, DH he's, Nelson he's Cruz. Like I mean, this Dude, Dominican awesome. team okay, is just stacked up. I get up. it now. I see. I see what and you're saying. And luckily, they're in pool D, so we won't have to worry about them. I think the way it's set up until the finals, because I think we would play the winner of pool A. It depends. It, it's kind of weird because Tokyo and Miami are the two hosts for the semifinals. I want to go to Tokyo. So if I would, your, lo- I would your personality is pay- too big for. Tokyo. I would love to watch. You'd be like Godzilla in Tokyo. In Tokyo. There's so just much running through it, dude. I would never, never sleep. I would never sleep. <laughs> well, I don't think in anybody Tokyo, in Tokyo does more so even than New York. That's would, good. That way you don't I have to bring Tokyo's your sleep aid. Tokyo's rocking more than New York City is. I don't. I've never been to. I don't either. know. I've just seen movies and and things of to and heard things from. Uh, mm. People that travel to Tokyo for business, mm. I've heard it's crazy. See, if I went to Japan, I would want to stay out of the big city. I would want to go to like where Mr. Miyagi lived. Like that looked like a very peaceful Zen type place. Wax on, wax off. Yeah, yeah. I know which one you like to do. <laughs> <laughs> and go on with your battle hawks. So that is our wrap up. And real quick to finish up, uh, U.S. opens against Great Britain. Uh, or England, whatever the hell that island is over there. We open up with them Saturday night, and sorry, boys, but this is baseball, and I don't know if there's a spread out there or to bet on it or whatever, but we're going to win that game by 100 runs. So Benedict Cumberbatch is not pitching. (laughs) (laughs) He may be. I don't know. Can you name one major league player from England? No. I can't. I just named an actor. (laughs) Was it Hugh Jackman? No, Benedict Cumberbatch. I don't even know if that's a real person, dude. <laughs> yes. That is, in fact, a real person. Okay. <laughs> What's he do? Uh, he's been in millions of movies. He's uh, uh, he's the, the guy on the- Doctor the, Who. The, oh, yeah, okay. Doctor No or- Yeah, I'm looking at the roster Doctor right Who. now, okay. and, and I don't know anybody on this this team. Well, so. that is a great run, and, and I'm glad you answered some questions that I had. I'm sure mm. other people had it, too, but now I, I'm kind of pumped. And I'm ready for it. What time uh, is the United States game? Trace Thompson, is it? who plays for the Dodgers, is playing for England. So, Trace Thompson, who is the brother of... Robbie? No, um, Clay Thompson... For the what? Yes, for Golden State. For Golden State, they are brothers. You got to. There's be no me. way that they're from England. This is Kevin. Now Kevin Bacon's coming into play. All right, there's some <laughs> there's some weird stuff going. It's like that some Little League cool, World though. Series That's stuff crazy. going on here. I would imagine it's much like the World Cup, where sometimes you have where a mom and dad were from two different places, and you can pick and choose who you want to play for and a lot of right. times uh if you have if you have the opportunity to claim 
for instance, in soccer, England versus the United States, you may not be able to make the team in England, mm -hmm. and so you decide to play for the United States. True, true. And it may be the flip-flop opposite of that as it relates to baseball. Next Olympics, I want um, Clay Thompson playing for England. Yeah, I want Clay Thompson to play for the soccer team for the USA. We need everybody we can get. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh and so you said what time is the game? 9 uh, p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh do we know where we can find those games on television? Fox. On Big Fox? Big Fox is the US games. Um Cool. The uh Pool A and B that's been playing, they you can stream them on Tubi, which is an app that I just discovered today. Uh, <laughs> I am actually familiar with yeah. that app. Is it's, that a wrestler? It's Tubi? free. It's a uh, child Tojo? character. Um, it's a yeah, a child show character. But um, that and uh, what what's the other channel it's on? I think not Amazon. I don't know. But Fox and uh, yeah, FS2 is what the other one streamed on. Okay, so FS1, FS2, Big Fox, and Tubi. Awesome, and I am looking forward. <laughs> I am looking forward to uh, Teletubbies. Teletubbies. <laughs> I'm looking forward to watching a lot of these games. I think it's going to be a lot of fun this uh, year. It is. I watched uh, China and um, Japan at 5 a.m. this morning, and I think I was maybe the only viewer in um, in the United States watching that. So <laughs> on, I watched it on Tubi. So, um, next up, we are in the middle of college basketball conference tournaments. Uh, we've already seen a lot of your mid-majors uh, have their finals and, and teams are already advancing to the big tournament. Tonight uh, we have seen, I believe we just, yeah, we just saw Penn State beat Illinois. Uh, I believe we saw Arkansas win. Is that game Auburn. final? Yep. They were okay. Yep. Uh, now, can Suey. I get into a team that's really, really hot that I've been talking about, about being hot, and they went through the turn? Well, <laughs> apparently, oh. we don't have any choice, Fred. So I don't like the way you say hot. Just go They're ahead really and hot. let us know. Well, dude, Gonzaga, can, folks, start getting ready to make a bet on a Final Four run from a team that has had great players that is going to be the team. You know how, how there's a, a team that has great players and they just don't get it done, and then a team comes along a year later or whatever that has one or two of the players, and then what, whatever happens, the, the ingredients in that team, they end up making the Final Four. And I'm telling you right now, folks, I'm the first bet I'm going to make when I get to the – uh, sports book on Monday afternoon after Selection Sunday is Gonzaga in the Final Four. I don't care what region they're in. They are hot and ready. I'm not saying they're going to win at all. Like a little Caesar's pizza. Like a little Caesar's pizza. 
Hot and ready. I mean, they did blow out uh, I know they're St. Mary's yeah, the other night. By, they did. They, know, they did. And I know. And St. Mary's is a good team, and they play each other a lot. I and get it. By the way, as we record, I thought the Arkansas Auburn game was final. It is, in fact, not. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought. There's okay. uh, three minutes to go at Arkansas three leads point by game. three. Uh, Travis, what's your hottest team? Who do you think the hottest team right now is? Well, I'll tell you who I loved. I loved UCLA. Yeah, and you still do. Well, one I week are, from now and Jalen Carter, yeah. I don't oh. I don't love them anymore to make a deep run. I thought they were playing as well and were as complete a team as anybody in college in college basketball. And then uh unfortunately the major injury uh to Jalen Clark uh is probably <laughs> Probably going to cost him a chance at the national What's championship. What's this look of disgust on your face, Freddie? What what year is he? I believe he's a junior. Okay, I, I don't. I mean, because his big thing was he was a defensive stopper. Because dude, Vasquez and the uh, uh, Marley, little Marley, but he and all was them are he, so good. But he still. is. But he is the defensive. He is the shut guy. down. Put him on the other team's best player. Right. I just I want to say something on this. Like I, I feel like. I almost like UCLA more now with him out, and the reason being is because Mick Cronin, when he has something bad happen to his team, that's when he coaches his best man. Like I, I, I mean, feel I like think he's a great coach. I feel like this is something oh, that no just doubt. got I mean, everybody in that a, locker room one thousand percent locked in, and I think he is going to feed off that, and I. I'm with you guys. I was big right. on UCLA to win the whole thing early on, and I, I think I like them a little bit more now. I mean, I know I, it's a big loss, yeah, but I still. Who was your? Who's your hot? Uh, Travis said. Now, Travis, do you have a team that has taken the spot of that team? Like that you're moving up the ladder a little bit. I'm gonna stay out west, and I'm gonna go back. Even though they they had kind of a a midland section of their season, but I'm really interested to see how Arizona performs okay. in, uh, right. in the, they're in the kind Pac-12 of forgotten over there because for a while, I right? still think that that team, when they are clicking on all cylinders is maybe the best team in the country. And they're awaiting someone, right? Yeah. They're awaiting whoever is coming their way, but, I would say this, and we've touched on it the last several weeks. What I love about this particular tournament is I think there's 12 teams that can probably say if we play well and get on a streak – we can and, and I'm we can win the like, whole thing. Remember, I've been talking about a while back USC. I still think that they are a fun, great team that can just be world beaters. But you know what? I don't think they're going to make it. But and that's unfortunate because I do think that they can pull a couple upsets off. I mean, I guess they got to win the tournament to do it. Well, I think I think looking uh, at this bracket and you, you like you said, there's 12 to 16 teams. You look at it, you could see winning it. And you can, if you go 16, you can spread it out, and you're not going to go one through four. There's teams that's going to be sitting in the seven, eight seeds that you think can actually win this tournament. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. eight, nine, yeah. yeah. 
Um, so Matt, who or Tuna, who's your uh, hot? Uh, who's your hottest team? All right, I've got. Here's the thing. I was big on Kansas to win this thing, and then the news today about Bill Self uh, that gets me a little bit concerned. I I, I don't know I agree, the latest man, update because on I'm him. A, I'm Kansas is my number one. Yeah. For those that don't know, to win uh, it. Bill Self is not coaching today because of a uh, medical situation that he had. Nothing that I have seen as of this moment has been confirmed, so we're Stress. not going to we're not going to speculate <laughs> here. But he is in the hospital and is unable to coach right now. Uh, hopefully he's okay and uh, everything works out for them. But uh, anyway, go ahead, too. Yeah, and my other team, I'm um, they. This is another team they lost their coach early in the year. Uh, I'm gonna kind of ride with Texas here. I feel like what they've been through. This I love year, that pick actually, and the way Tyrese Hunter's been playing lately, the little transfer kid that came in yeah, there, man, yeah. he. He's a dog, and, and, and like you get him on the court. I don't know. They're, Texas just seems like a team that, like, unified after everything happened early. They, they've they been through their lumps, and, and they're just throwing punches now. And I think they're going to be a team that's going to be – nobody wants to face them in this bracket. That's for sure. So, And, and the, the Big 12, we've talked about it, how good it's been from top to bottom. Okay. And – Texas has been right there fighting with everything. Well, the thing with Texas is, until, with me, mm-hmm. uh, and my formula that everyone's heard, if you've listened to the show a couple weeks ago, whatever, until Texas proves to me that they can get past the Sweet 16, I, I can't pick them. I'm with you, but, like, uh, we just can't like Bama. take I'm Rick not Barnes. Bama. All the years that Rick Barnes was seat. there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and, that's and, Tennessee. Well, but he, when he was at Texas, he had so many talented teams and never got past right, anything. Right. Well, you uh, all are, y'all know my team. My, I mean, I, I've I've put money on Kansas, mm-hmm. but the team that I think is going to win it is Houston. Mm-hmm. I think I, I know that they're in a different uh, that they are in a different um, uh, conference where they're not playing some of the blue bloods and everything. But man. I think Kelvin that's one Samson of the most tired arguments ever is saying that a team plays in a mid-major. No, and I and get you. I get it. And and Kelvin Sampson is a relentless coach. He, uh, you know, I, I don't agree with everything that he's done in his past, but he, he is a gamer. Well, he's gotten a couple teams. Uh, had a he couple sent some text messages. Issues. Everything he did was is now legal. legal. Yeah. Right. I get it. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that. I don't know. I really don't. But. You know, he gets the the. I don't know if he had unpaid parking tickets or something that you didn't agree well, with. Well, when know. you mentioned Kelvin Sampson and Mike Krzyzewski, Krzyzewski uh, they're not thought of as the same. So I don't know what he right, did right. to not be thought of that way, mm-hmm. but I know there's something. Well, and I don't know enough about it. I'll tell you what Coach K did was uh, he hit it a lot better than than, yeah. than Samson did. Yeah. By the way, speaking of uh, Krzyzewski, should we just roll right in real quick? To uh, even though I want, I can't wait to see Baylor in this tournament. Boy, they laid oh, an egg today. I know, I know. And, and look, I was telling Travis the stat earlier. This is what They're I heard. Kind of ugh. check this out, Freddie. No team that has lost the first game of their conference tournament has went on to win the NCAA championship 
Which is a great nugget. I'm throwing I've them never, out. I, They're done. You got to toss that. them because of that stat. You got to toss them. And I've, you know, I've the closest that anyone's ever been was Texas Tech in what was it, uh, 2019, 2018? Right. Yeah. When right. Virginia beat them in the championship. Right. Right. That was the closest that anyone's gotten. But Other I think. Never but, but what? There's a stat, and I'm going to slide this in, segue it into Travis because we are picking, uh, folks, our our historical. Final four teams. Travis will get into that. We're getting ready to start now. And I think the way we slide into that is by saying what we said about Duke. Folks, we have done some research and think that Duke has literally been in, made a run for six to seven years in the final four back to back. Like, I don't think people talk about it. So, Duke was in the final four in 1986. They made the national championship game, lost to Louisville. It's because Krzyzewski was sending text messages uh, back in 88. They lost in the they lost in the Sweet 16 in 87. But then 88, 89, 90, 90 91, 90. and 92. That's six out of seven years Duke was in the final four. And, and sometimes final game. But and yeah. people like I don't I just don't think that people can wrap their heads around that. I feel like I know a lot about college basketball and I never really reckoned that that actually happened. I think you're like <laughs> me in the late 80s. I think you're like me in the fact that like when you're looking at it stuff and you see Duke on on a list. You just immediately breeze past it. I know I do. I'm like, ah, Duke, I'm sick of hearing about how great they were. Right. So you right. kind of just but go it past is it crazy and look at other that, stuff. That, obviously, they, they, they topped out in 91 and 92, or, uh, 91 and 92 and won their uh, two back-to-back championships. But it's so crazy that they were – and really, you could get – yeah, like you said, 86, they were in the final game against Louisville. And then, bam, they came back and boom, 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 worked their way up and finally got to the top. And then they kind and, you know, we don't even want to get into the 2000s. But that's pretty impressive because I really didn't think as much that those teams with Danny Ferry and, and uh, you know. Tommy Amaker. Robert Bricky and, and, you know, that some of those Greg Kubek, as you said, uh, had done that well. But that leads us in, Travis, on to you for our... So, our our segment that we've done the last few weeks is Let's Remember Some Teams. And uh, it's kind of... You can go wherever you want. Uh, These are teams that we remember uh, from when we were younger. They didn't necessarily win a national championship. These are teams that uh, we remember we enjoyed... For one reason or another, so for this week's uh, version of Let's Remember Some Teams. Now, they have to be a Final Four team, correct? Oh, yeah. To fit in. Okay, so that's the one stipulation. One stipulation. They didn't have to win. They had to make the Final Four. That's right. Uh, Tuna, who are you remembering this week on Let's Remember Some Teams? All right. We're going to go all the way back to 2005. Oh. Yeah. You were still roller skating. <laughs> I was roller skating this morning, brother. <laughs> uh, Illinois. The Illinois Illini. 
a second Illinois team. And, dude, I know which team you're picking, and they were ba- – I saw them play. 2005. Wow. Um, yes. Bruce Weber, probably his best year as a coach. For sure. Ever. Um, I believe this was a few years before he went to Kansas State. Uh, but you had – they ran that three-guard set that was just oh, so fun. Um, I mean, you had D. Brown, Luther Head, and Darren Williams. Yeah. And wow. that was three-point – yeah. Three-headed monster. Yeah. I think people forgot, like, Luther Head, how much of a defender he was. Like, yeah. he would get in your – he was a turnover machine. You're right. And, um, and D. Brown was a little spark plug. Yeah, and they had the big um, – I hated, he was f- I hated this team, by the way, <laughs> because I just I despite this know, was this was at the height of the Indiana Illinois rivalry uh-huh. because of the whole Eric Gordon thing, and actually I it was right before that, but I despised that Illinois team. They were so good. Mm-hmm. Oh man, they well, pa- they passed the ball so fast. Around the freaking perimeter. If you remember, they were the Dude. team. They beat Rick Patino and Louisville out in that Final Four. That yes. was uh, that was a well, Francisco Garcia yes, they did. team. Yes, uh, that was that beat the Pit Snoggles to get to the Final Four. Yes. Um, but yeah, James Augustine was James a Augustine was great overlooked guy on that team. Totally. He was the one like big guy down low that yes. would like work his the scrapper. Butt off. Absolutely. Uh, so that's it. And I'm going to keep that short and sweet. That was a fun team. Uh, they ended up that losing. Uh, they lost to North Carolina in that championship game. They so, did, yeah. and that was a tight game. It wasn't was. It? it was a close game. Um, so. I remember uh, another thing. Just for a little, uh, you know, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you know, the the street cred on that team. I, I saw them play in Dayton. By the way. Uh, Against a couple teams in in a regional, with uh, I, I think that Syracuse was involved and Kansas and NC Charlotte. I went to that regional with a couple friends of mine that were Syracuse and Kansas fans, and the Illinois fans were, man, they are great, dude. Let me tell you something. Jayhawk fans are great. Syracuse fans are great, but. I remember the Illinois fans being so loud, and they are such great basketball fans. Um, but, dude, little D Brown, there's a there's a trend in the NBA right now where all these players think they're Jimi Hendrix or something, where they have these dreads coming down with a headband around their head. They look like Tano from the Lone Ranger. Uh, and I'm being serious. They they literally, you can't even see their eyes now. And if you watch enough NBA games, you're going to see it. It is a trend mm-hmm. where they have the dreads coming down and the bandana going around their head. And, you, and it's, it's I'm like, tell it's you like right wearing now, blinders on a horse. D. Brown is the trendsetter on that. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll give uh, your boy from Duke that, that plays for... Uh, not the Hornets, but uh, uh, anyways, uh, uh, he has kind of started it past then. But D. Brown is the original talking about gangsta that started doing that. Just a little heads up before I get into my team. I have a quick question about that that roster for Illinois too. Nick Smith that was on that team is that Nick Smith Jr.'s dad from Arkansas? 
Well, do you guys know that? Bible? I have no clue. No, I do okay. Not know. I was just curious. I was just trying to search that right there, and I couldn't find it. So, all right, is that leading into me? Yes. Okay. Well, Freddie, gonna... let's remember your team. I'm going. Uh, seeing that I'm going to be 52 here on Saturday, I'm going way back to 1988. Oh Lord. And that is the year that the Danny Dodgers Manning the and the Danettes made their run to the national championship. Danny and the Miracles. Danny and the Miracles. The Danettes. Well, <laughs> well, maybe that's what he is at U of L. He's an assistant coach there. Uh, but I didn't, uh, didn't but notice. There was a team that uh, gave those guys some trouble. Uh, a great Final Four: Oklahoma, and of course Duke. Uh and my team is the 1988 Arizona Wildcats. Uh, I will never pick the 97 Wildcats, so I'm going with the 88s. And one reason being is my favorite baseball my my second favorite baseball player of all time played for this team, and uh, he averaged uh, you know averaged about eight points a game but was a great player and a starter and that would be Kenny Lofton. Kenny Lofton was the uh, junior guard 5'11 for that team. Should he be in the Hall of Fame? Yes, he should. As one of the best leadoff hitters ever in the 90s, stolen bases, runs, hits, everything. I completely agree with that. Dude, Okay, that's I, another story for another time. That kind of reminds me of uh, Pal Gasol getting his uh, no. number retired oh personally. But. That means his brother's got to get it, too. Uh, so, let's let, let, let name this team real quick. Sean Elliott, we all know, legend, McDonald's All-American, awesome, had the big knee brace on his knee. Remember, it looked like some, <laughs> big, he had it on leather, his knee. some big leather knee brace on his knee. Tom Tolbert, the party boy, uh, played there. Averaged 14 a game. Party boy for Golden State back in the day. Uh, great uh, workaholic forward, Anthony Cook, who had goggles. 6'9", 14. <laughs> Steve Kerr. I love how you list all the players' accessories. Oh, I remember it all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Steve Kerr had two knee braces on the whole time. And uh, we know what he does in the NBA right now. Uh, Judd Bushler, a Chicago Bull with three championship rings. Not Boucher. Not Boucher, but I'll call him Judd Boucher Bushler. It's uh, Judd with one B, too. Played on that team as a great role player and womanizer. Uh, <laughs> and then the surfer boy, no Craig McMillan. He Dude. is not necessarily a womanizer just for legal reasons. <laughs> no, that would I be have Rick to mention Bettino. that. No, I mean I have uh, to mention that. Winston Bennett. And, and, no. I, no, and I have okay. to say right. none no. of those guys okay. legally no. we can refer to as womanizers. No, no, he was just like Fred, the ladies. He liked we can't the ladies. we can't necessarily say that okay. live on the air. Okay, gotcha. He liked the he liked the <laughs> Again, Fred. <laughs> I said we can't necessarily say that okay. live on the uh, air. He, he liked the to ladies. go out and party. He liked to go out and party. Okay. He like uh but so because I've I've read one of his memoirs and uh 
But uh, and then Craig McMillan, who was a surfer boy, McDonald's All American on that team. What six, accessories six, did he have? And he only averaged six points a game. So as you go through that team, wow! I mean, it was a great team. They came up short. Uh, they were beat by Oklahoma, which had a great team. Stacy King, blah blah blah. We'll get into that another day. Can't but uh, that's my team, Arizona. All right. That was certainly one way to get through that. Love that. That was great. Um, go Arizona. My team, I'm going to go back to almost that same moment in time. I love it. That gives me a little Jim Nance uh, feely uh, on my back, like a one moment in time. <laughs> are, are you a womanizer? Again, we're, we're not going to get into who's a womanizer, who's <laughs> yeah. a not. We're gonna we're gonna leave that I up. I mean, to, when you're wearing a Battle Hawks jersey with AJ McCarron's on it, like I feel like the women have no choice. I am going to. Uh, my team is the 1988-1989 Seton Hall Pirates. Oh, I love it. Coached by PJ Carlissimo, who's one of my favorite coaches of all times in college basketball. Um. This is a team that is, I, I think, <laughs> not Latrell Sprewell's favorite. Not to Latrell Sprewell, but yes, <laughs> this is a team I think that's kind of been forgotten by history. How good they were, and some of the players that they had. Uh, I John, totally agree. John Morton, Andrew yeah. Gaze, Dude. Ramon Ramos, Anthony. Avent. How about him? Dude, I mean, they were really good, man. That was they a, knew the roles. That was a very good Didn't team. Morton averaged like twenty four a game or something. He was just a scorer. He averaged. Well, I mean, he averaged for the for that season. He averaged eighteen. Eighteen. And Andrew Gaze, he was an Australian. Yes, correct? he was. So he averaged fourteen. Uh, Ramos was a was a a tremendous college basketball player. Who wide body? I remember uh, after that season had a car accident i believe he was paralyzed um never really obviously never really did anything in the pros but that was a uh that was a great team that particular season took michigan to the wire oh yeah it came down to ramil robinson making two free throws right that's exactly right uh they beat indiana in the sweet 16 which is one reason why i remember that team so well uh, but that was a that was a really and really kind of one of those college basketball teams. They had great players, but they didn't have what no. I would consider superstars. That's why we're doing what we're yeah. doing. They just had great players and were a great team. That is why we're doing this, and that is that is awesome, man. Like that. That's why we're doing this thing because. People were like, man, I don't even remember that team. Like, and I go would, back and look. They were made it to the final game. I would like uh, to remind everybody that you can reach out to us on social media and uh, give us your teams. Uh, if you remember some teams, if you have a, a, a particular team that you grew up with, doesn't matter what the time frame is, uh, let us know. Uh, reach out to us on Twitter facebook uh you can shoot us an email um and uh we love to hear from everybody that listens and anybody that has a particular idea about that 
I was at Hooters for that game, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I, I watched that uh, game at Hooters, Michigan and Seton Hall, and had an absolute blast. There was about 15 of us, and... It, it, it was. I, John I remember. There? I remember trying to watch it on a smaller. They had. They didn't have big TV. They the the. It was kind of weird. <laughs> like a lot of people went there for the game, but they had these small TVs. I remember trying to zone in on the TVs. So I don't think they bad. had a lot of big TVs. It was eighty nine. It was nineteen eighty nine. It was nineteen eighty nine. But how yes. many knee braces were on that team? Uh. I, you know what? Not many. Oh. Air, for whatever reason, Arizona, those guys had a lot of knee braces, man. I mean, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, you have to I remember. If you go back and look at a picture of Sean Elliott, well, you hell, the one see guy was a, a leather knee brace. Steve Kerr wore two of them, for God's sake. It was insane. Uh, lots of horses on that team. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did want to mention real quick, I just saw that uh, – North Carolina lost their conference tournament game tonight. Could they oh. be could they be the first preseason number one team to not make the NCAA tournament? After, what do you guys think? After the cover that they came out with that we thought was so cool that was like the 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 total duplicate of Jordan and Worthy yeah. and Perkins yeah. and Jimmy Black. You can't, you can't put them from eighty two. Dude, they you don't deserve it. You cannot put them in. No way. I mean, Dean Smith's rolling in his grave. Bill Guthridge is outraged. I mean, that's uh, it just goes to show you that those – I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what's wrong. Kentucky has their own problems, so I can't say I mean, what Davis, the problems are. That seat has to be scalding hot right but now. But, dude – I would yeah, think so. I mean, of course. Because those obviously weren't his players mm -hmm. that he took last year, and they got hot well, and on a roll. Yeah, they were not very but, uh, good but last it year. Is they just clicked that once they are March not, That they are not meshing, and, yeah, I, I, don't, th I, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, we now have. Uh, what about? Uh, should we? I, I wanted to say something about Jim Beheim. That is actually something that happened yesterday. Was uh, Syracuse lost in the ACC tournament? And whether you like him, you don't like him, uh, you can have whatever opinion you want. But for somebody to be at a particular university for 47, 47 years. Mm -hmm. He was the Drake. head coach. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that had to do with anything, well, but 47 is drink. Just because. <laughs> but Freddie was thirsty. Jim by Jim Beheim was at Syracuse for 47 years, um, which you'll never see that. And again. how many tournaments did he go to? Was it 28? Well, I'm sure he went to tons. And, hey, he got a championship. He went to three Final Four. Or, I mean, he's – did. I think he stayed maybe seven or eight two years too early or too late. You know I would I agree mean? with that. Um, I mean, but here again, have you thought of this, which I thought of today because I've heard it on the wires. What about his sons, Travis? You know, they both played – uh, I think one just left, what was it, last year? And they were yeah. good players, man. Sure. Like, buddy, 
Buddy and uh, whoever the other, they were really, I mean, dude, he averaged 18 and took him on a run just not long ago. And I feel like he wanted to stay for them, which I think is cool. I think he's entitled to do that. So maybe he shouldn't have left eight years too early, but maybe once, I think it would have been cool if he would have left when his son had his final game and they left together, his you know what I'm saying? That would have been kind of cool. Right. Well, I guess Adrian um, Autry is taking over up there. Adrian Who's been Autry, up there past, past great McDonald's All-American mm. player that was there. I mean, for, for God's sakes, he's been there for 30 years, I exactly. think. Yeah. But the way, just the way that he went out was kind of uh, not sleazy, but just depressing. It was like, oh, well, I told you. Like, he played this mind game with everybody. And kind of played Syracuse on their uh, like like he was bluffing them, and they're like, "Well, we'll call your bluff. You're gone." Well, I want to I want to try <laughs> and, to explain uh, this from his point of view. All right, try, try to think about this. When you're at a job, say you're you're at a job for 47 years of your life, and you go to that every day, and while you're there, your boss is coming and going. You have different administration that's actually your boss. I mean, do they? You feel like... I've never seen them in trouble or anything. Maybe they have well, the same No, people. but there has been attrition over the 47 years that he has been there. They've yeah, he's just saying he's directors. probably had sure. six okay. different athletic directors yeah. in 50 years. What I'm saying is he probably developed some some bit of animosity from the new guy coming in and trying to tell him what to do. Like that's gonna happen, no I matter don't know what. If anyone's gonna tell him what to do? Well, that's what I'm saying. But they may have tried. Like you, you've seen this with a lot of coaches, right? Um, I mean, honestly, it's kind of what ran Denny out. Tom Jurek wouldn't let Denny stay right longer than right. he should have, right? And that's why Jurek made a lot of people mad when he did that. Well, I'm sure Syracuse probably had a lot of talks with with, with Bayham. I don't know the athletic director's name up there, but. But it's weird. It's I feel like, like there was probably a lot of animosity with his. Besides Georgetown ups. and St. John, has there been? I mean, has there been a more forgotten team? Like we we yes. hit on 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 St. John's and Rick Pitino possibly going there. Georgetown, uh, let's hit on that right now. Patrick Ewing was just fired tonight. Uh, they need a coach. The Big East, if you will. Mm-hmm. Is in a whole reboot, re if you will. Well, the Big and East constantly goes through a reboot. I know. Well, the and Big it doesn't East exist hasn't anymore. In a long time. This is a major reboot. Mm-hmm. Like, and and it's needed to happen. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, Bayheim leaving is one of the last vestiges of the original, the original or not the original, but. We what we think absolutely of right. the Big East from the eighties in our heyday. Uh, he's one of the last guys, and I mean, we're Rick not going to get into kinda. it. But Rick Pitino's still hanging on out there, right? It, it's not. I associate not, him with the Big East from his time at Providence. Well, yeah, well, he was early. That was that was eighty seven. How long was he there? Three years. Or eighty, I think. Yeah, he but left he went to the final four with he a team in, in the Big East, and you know, I mean, yeah, but but if you ask anybody of of our age uh-huh. what the Big East meant to them in the eighties, 
nobody's going to mention Providence. No, no you're gonna I'm talk, with you. But you're going like, to talk St. John's, 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 Syracuse, Syracuse even St. Georgetown. Pitt, even Pitt. Yeah. Pitt yeah. would be involved in All those in teams. That. Like, I don't think of Providence in that. I mean, I think mm-hmm. I think Rick Pitino caught lightning in a bottle that year that the first year that they had the three-point mm-hmm. line. And he I guess, figured I out, guess what I was saying, Travis, is that he was part of that Big East that, that is still coaching. Nobody else that coached is even coaching anymore, right? Yeah, I don't. So, so he was the last so. standing guy, I guess, is what I was saying. Probably. So I mean, he, he may not be remembered as Mister Big East guy, but he was a coach that took a final like, four team there. I think of, I think uh, I would almost more consider him a Big East coach when Louisville was in the Big East than I would when Providence was there. I guess the reason I associate him with the Big East is because any time they're talking about the Big East, Rick Pitino's on explaining what the Big East meant to him right. as a person. Okay? Right, right, So that's why I associate him yeah. with the Big yep. East. Yeah, J.J. Carlosimo's a big Big East. So, I mean, Big you go back guy. and you look at the, the 30 for 30 ESPN did, the Requiem for a Big East. Rick Pitino was a massive part of that. So, sure. Um, I don't know. That's why I associate the guy with it. Yeah. Yeah. Go, uh, go. Maybe he's an SEC do what guy. You do. So I don't know, Freddie. Do you've been you over do. there like looking at me and acting like you're riding a horse for the last 15 minutes. So give us the derby preps <laughs> heading ready, up into this. Yes, I'm ready preps, for the derby people. preps. I'm ready to win some money, and I want you to tell me how to do that. And uh, I just want to say that uh, last week, if you listened to Fred, you probably made some money. You so let's won uh, some money if you listen to Fred. So let's jump on that quickly. All right, let's jump on this. Uh, last week we had four Derby preps. Uh, I will go right into it. The Fountain of Youth went off. Uh, I had Forte and Rocket Can, and Forte and Rocket Can were one, two. That a boy. Forte was the chalk, and let me explain something to you folks. It is the number one derby horse in the field. And I'm talking distantly number one. He is a stud. So if you have a chance to watch him run one more time before the derby, uh, keep an eye out on that. That may might be the Florida Derby. Uh, Rocket Can uh, did collect $36 on a second on a, on a place win on that horse, and he just didn't have it against Forte. Uh, let's keep going into uh, the the race that I did win 100 on. That is the San Felipe. I had practical move. He was the fourth choice, and uh, he came through with a 100 buyer number and one. Uh, I won a decent amount of money. Well, I won over $100 on that. Uh, hopefully you had it. Uh, don't let that buyer fool you uh, too much. Uh, he ran against a, a weak field. National Treasure was scratched. That was a horse that I loved in that race. He was scratched. So I got my money back, and Practical Move didn't have to battle anybody. So, um he went off as the fourth pick, and I won big. And uh, we need to see what happens with the uh, Baffert Yachtin National Treasure horse and see how hurt he is and if he's going to be back. Um, then we went into the Gotham, and uh, I did lose on that. Lugan Knight was nowhere to be found. And uh, the there was a major, a, a big upset in that race. Raising Kane is now 
attributed 50 points, and they have said they are in the Derby. So Raising Cane wins in that race. Uh, total mess of a race. It was sloppy, it was rainy, and a horse lost his jockey. And uh, that horse won. <laughs> Uh, in case you wanted to, uh, does he still get to win the prize? Like, no, oh, yeah, you do not. You're disqualified the, trying, once the jockey normally goes. Normally, the horse that's lighter is going to mm. run wilder and go in front. Mm -hmm. But that race was a nightmare from the get go. So uh, that horse is always uh, raising. Kane did win it, and he got fifty points. So you gotta you gotta give him credit for winning. And then in the uh, lighter uh, twenty point, John Battaglia uh, at Turfway. Uh, congruent won and ran a, a pretty good race and uh, we are moving forward now and he you know I, I wouldn't count any of these wins that great except for Forte who is my number one on my big board and always has been uh, moving forward this weekend we have the fountain of youth and in my or not the fountain of youth we have we have the uh, the uh, hold on a minute. Let's get down here. It's on the other page of your notes. Yeah, I know. I know. No, it, it is. It is a. It, you need a third notebook. Well, what I wanted to get at is that I wanted to give my top five or my top ten before I get into this next race, and my top ten is in this order, and then uh, we'll move on. Uh, Forte, number one. Instant Coffee, number two. We have Arabian Night, number three. We have Practical Move that has moved up to four on my board now. We have Red Route One, which is a closer that everybody seems to be like and that I love. Litigate, Angel of Empire, Hit show. Cave Rock, we're not sure what's going to happen to that. It's a big Baffert horse that's really, really well thought of. And Rocket Can. Rocket Can is going to finish uh, that out. Now, we got the Tampa Bay Derby on my birthday, Saturday. The Tampa Bay Derby is a pig race, if you want my honest opinion. There is no one in there. They used to uh, do that at the state fair. There is Remember no that? one in there. There's the field is awful. I'm so disappointed. Pig racing. I'm going to tell race. you right now. And the horse that is favored, that's supposed to win, is Tap It Trice. There was a pig named Hammy. Fay if Bay that Bay horse Bay. wins, look out. It will move up the board big time. If it doesn't, I'm going to try to beat that horse. With Groveland. Groveland is who I have to win that race. And I'm going to try to beat the favorite, the big time favorite, Tappet Trice. There is no one else involved in that race. And I wanted to say another thing real quickly is all these preps have had at least 12 to 14 horses, which is unheard of. So these horses are running against big fields. And that makes a difference when you get to the Derby. Okay, because some of these uh, races in the past have been like six, seven uh, horse fields, and it's like none of them ever get mud in their eyes, dirt in their face, 
whatever. Hey, I'm telling you, it's going to make a difference that a lot of these races have great fields, and that is a major positive moving forward. So uh, let's just look at this one one race, and we will get uh, on down there moving forward to the Louisiana Derby, Florida Derby, Arkansas, and then it's going to get real big. Thanks, guys. That that there there you have it. Thank you, Fred, for that. Um, I did want to mention one quick thing. Uh, this week we celebrated uh, Denny Crum's 86th birthday. 86th birthday. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, Thank Denny. Thank you for bringing that up. From Ronnie on the bucket. For Coach Crum, uh, not only a legend around here, but a legend in all of college basketball. One of the all-time great coaches, one of the all-time great characters. One of the all-time fishermen. Of all time. Yeah, right. Hunter, mm-hmm. everything. Um, House in Montana. I understand he's not doing great health-wise, but uh, we here at the Blockout want to uh, wish Coach Crum a happy birthday and uh, best wishes, and we hope that he gets well soon. Um, I also want to remind everybody that next week's episode will drop on Thursday before the games start. Uh, we will record on Wednesday night. We'll do a full breakdown on the NCAA tournament. We will have our picks for uh, Final Four, National Champions, etc. Uh, if if you guys, after you see the uh, after you see the brackets drop on Sunday, if you guys have uh, something you want to send in, you want to mention to us, uh, we'd love to hear it. Uh, reach out to us on uh, social media at blockoutpod on Twitter, blockoutsportspod at gmail.com, and also on Facebook at uh, blockoutsportspod. I'm going to send it around the horn quickly. Uh, if we have uh, Tuna, do you have anything you want to finish with? Uh, I got nothing um, except for what? Just say it. So, well, say you, into you the mic. You had a beef with me this morning. Let's get it out. I don't think we have time to just to well, go dude, into that real beef. quick, like two minutes. All right, Nick Saban speaking on things that he should. Why does he have to bring up? <laughs> we're, we're not. We're, we're not. Even, we're not even going to do this right okay, now. Okay. We're not. No, we're, there's not no. enough time to All do right. this. I'll tell you what. Yeah. That is a wonderful you tease. Fight me in the street, pal. That is yeah. a wonderful tease for next week. Yeah. We are not going to get into. No, no, we were going to. We're do not going to get into that tonight. Mm-hmm. No, uh, no, we are already <laughs> an hour and eighteen minutes in. Hey guys, you love us. You love us. Come on, I love you. I yeah, love you. I mean, we could spend forty minutes talking about that. That's just not. We yeah. can even do a bonus, no, a little fine. bonus episode if. If, the blue moon if is we want to about tonight. that, no. but uh, <laughs> we're not going to get into that, fellas. So, Tuna, aside from whatever you guys were going to talk mm-hmm. about, do you have anything else to offer? I, I have absolutely nothing to offer except I just want my listeners to know that I'm going to spend the next week um, studying hand signs and signals. Because the last 10 minutes of every show, <laughs> Freddie just stares at me and he does referee signs and rides horses. And I don't know what's happening. I'm just so, getting him a little fired up. Folks. I'll have him figured out next week. Hey, here's the deal. 
It's getting a little exciting. Quickly, it, I mean, it's picking up, man. It's March. It is like I'm. I'm. A, I don't. I can't even sit still over here. I know. I see. I mean, you know, when the NBA playoffs get here, I'm gonna be like, "Hey, wake him up over there! Wake him up!" Fred, you can't <laughs> sit still in January, February. I mean. I've never known you to be able to sit still. March just takes it to another level. Maybe it's the jersey. Caca, caca. But that's what I'm going to load into. I'm going to say that my St. I'm wearing my jersey, and I'm going to tell you that my St. Louis cacas, my Battle Hawks, are going to win their first home game. Folks, I'm telling you, we have started the season off two and one on the road. We are going to win. the The crowd's going to be wild. I wish I could be there. I wish I could be in St. Louis for this, but the crowd is going to be so amped. So do Battlehawk owners. And we're. Pl- <laughs> I think we're playing your team, schoolboy. Uh, you are. Yeah, so. we're going to take Tuna down. This week, mark the tape, boys. And uh, we're going to replay this. I don't next need week. any points. No points. I'll give it to you straight up. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the Battle Hawks. That's it. Good deal. <clears throat> on that note, on that note, we're going to close up shop at the Downstairs Pub Studios tonight. Uh, we do want to thank everybody that listens each and every week. If you enjoy the show, please tell a friend. We are, as always, on Twitter at BlockoutPod, BlockoutSportsPod at gmail.com, on Facebook at BlockoutSportsPod. For the big fella, the tuna, country Matt Kemp, and the fabulous one, Freddie Benders, this is Travis Carter saying so long, everybody.